conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, gentlemen. Guess he's back. Good morning. How are we doing today? <laughs> I'm an Emma Travel or both. Huh? Both. I could ask a question. I yeah, not... both Eminem and Travel are back. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say that's the topic. I was asking how you guys are doing. We'll get there in a second. We'll get yeah. there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but as always, we're doing good. Fine. We just never said that shit. Everything is well, it's positive. Come on. It's always the same answer. What do you expect? Then it'd be really open here to tell our shit everything now. Uh, all good. You never know. It's the morning show. We yeah, can that's get, true. That's get, true. We can get into it right away if you want, but we'll see. 
we'll see. Um, anyways, I'm really excited and really caffeinated for this episode. Uh, it's going to be a blast because as we, uh, well, I'll just say this, all the listeners and viewers of the show don't know this, but we plan the episode pretty last minute, like Sunday night, it's done. We figure it out. Monday, we go with it. Um, but last then week, we have the management meeting, right? And we do the whole preparation and then we have yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. over five hours. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but last week, we got the topic way early because we saw very early on last week that travels back. And so, in honor of this week's episode, Guess who's back? Back, back, back travels back, baby. So, anyways, really excited. So, next Tell week, with the Eminem. Yeah, next week, uh, Eminem will be here <laughs> uh, after he sues us for using a song in our podcast. But, uh, all good, all good. Um, I'm excited. It's good, good stuff. We're seeing record uh, profits in the center, not record profits, rising profits uh, from a lot of companies. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like the theme of this episode. So, everybody ready to go? Let's do it. All right, let's see grandma. Happy Monday, everybody. Um, Aside from a lot of earnings calls happening last week and most of them being favorable, which we'll discuss later on in the show, there was also multiple truckloads of money dumped into the space, uh, again, mostly towards the vacation rental side of, of travel and hospitality. So we saw Avant Stay raise $500 million. We saw Evolve raise $100 million. We saw Plum Guide raise close to $30 million. We saw Lavanda raise $7 million. All of these are uh, involved in short-term rentals in one capacity or another. So I can't remember a a time where there was so much funding pumped in with the exception of maybe the peak of COVID when Airbnb took on a billion or $2 and Expedia took on a billion dollars. But aside from that, the the amount of money that's still getting pumped into the space is rather significant and, and a sign of the times. So exciting to see it happen and excited to see where it takes us. Yeah, I just realized, I think the majority of the startups, actually, I mentioned the startup of the week are in a vacation rental. So for sure, next week will be one not in a vacation rental. Um, because this week is a fun stay, as Michael just mentioned, they raised $500 million of investment. So it's a pretty large amount. What they're going to use, actually, for buying real estate. So they're going to buy assets, they're going to buy real estate. Um, so actually, to to grow their uh, their supply. Um, they did actually, surprisingly, two months ago, did another round of $160 million uh when they did actually their series b so it's actually two months ago when i did the previous one now another one so let's see see more companies actually will well um like the the companies like this actually buying much more assets and just take a bigger market share so well done team of avant stay by raising this 500 million and uh, let's see how many new real estate they will add to their portfolio yeah and, and before we jump into the topic of the day a couple more comments on this this it's a trend, like Michael said, is is continuing to happen. Institutional capital, crowdfunding, like we heard uh, the other day, on buying up assets. And 
traditionally the assets have all been owned by a third party, just somebody that owns a second home and gives it off to management. That's tough to scale. There's a lot of churn. People buy and sell homes all the time, especially second homes. So owning and controlling the inventory as a whole is a great way to control the calendars, to keep all the profits, yada, yada. The challenge is, and I would suspect we'll start to see this more and more in the in the coming weeks, months, years, is as more institutional capital owns second homes, owns real estate in destination markets, regulations is going to crack down hardcore. And they're going to find ways to not allow institutional capital to own properties in their communities. And we saw this already with Picasso in Palm Springs. Uh, Picasso is a fractional ownership, uh, semi-institutional capital. And Palm Springs called them a timeshare, which is banned in, in the city. And they're no longer allowed to do business there. So... You know, for all the people like Rent Responsibly and, you know, Expedia's government relations team, shout out to all you guys grinding out and keeping the short-term rental segment operational and legal. Yep. It's going to get a whole lot harder in the coming years with this institutional capital. Well, I was going to say, even just this weekend, listening to a podcast that actually Dana from Rent Responsibly uh, sent my way um, with Brian Chesky at a uh, Miami conference and really going into like the legitimacy of vacation rentals. And he was talking about a lot of governments and, and certain cities and, and whatnot were always fighting them paying taxes because it would legitimize Airbnb vacation rentals. Um, but now going into like seeing wall street and you no know, other companies and institutional money, like you're saying, get into the space. It really does kind of crack into the sense of like people don't want them in their neighborhoods. Um, yeah which is very, it's a whole different topic, but like also kind of gets me thinking because like also this last week we saw Wander raise almost $30 million of, of revenue, uh, not revenue, sorry, $30 million of cash um, in order to start pretty much doing the same thing, buying homes in order to create that, you know, work remote traveler nomad space to really take it over. So it's going to be, very well, that's why there's this regulation but what you saw for example for example also in amsterdam or in other big cities they were just buying so many properties and actually the, the blocks actually you were living there and all around you was actually full with with people just booked on an airbnb right so and this is you can see so much movement new people you don't know your neighbor that's also what if you have a property and you just you prefer not to have people around you who just actually stay there for for a few days right it just well, yeah. they will not. They don't. If people go on holiday, they don't take care of the properties and not of the uh, of the common spaces. So, well, I think I think that's a misconception, Ross. That, that the hotel people often have of short term rentals. Short term <laughs> rentals are actually better taken care of than long term rentals or or owned assets, because every seven days you have cleaners going in. Every seven days you have pool and lawn care and landscaping. So second homes are often the prettiest homes on the block uh, or short-term rentals are. But it's one thing if I own a second home, you own a second home, Will owns a second home, we're all in the same community in Florida. Mm -hmm. It's another thing if a institutional investor out of New York has 50 of the 75 homes in your neighborhood, in your community, they're really, you, you do lose that community feel. 
Um, the whole mantra of Airbnb live like a local goes away when an institutional investor owns 50% of a neighborhood or 50% of a community. So but you don't think it's also going to change if the approach, because sometimes it's all the experience, the host, the locals, what you said, and if it just, again, must tourism and like, there's no, no, no experience, no guest relation, no experience. I think it will change. Right. And that's why people also love the, the experience of booking Airbnb because you meet somebody, it's, it's new, it's, it's different. And if they're all the same and they're just indeed folks on that, I'm a must tourism well, and it just, you're just a number. It's a, it's a good point. I, I think the, the argument that happens in cities most of the time right now is noise, parking, and trash. Uh, a lot of that is because they're individual Airbnb hosts who don't know what they're doing. So when you have Avant Stay that owns or manages a ton of properties and community, they use noiseware, they use party squasher, they use guest screening. Uh, they're professional. They're going to clean up trash. They're going to make That's sure parking is taken care of. So now the argument shifts at City Hall from being a responsible manager, which they are. They're super tight on operations. They're a great company. But now it shifts to our community might be getting wrecked by not being a community anymore. So, you know, that's the evolution of government relations in short-term rentals. It's it's a challenging subject matter. And um, you know, I think we've taken up more time than, than we wanted to, but it's it's an important topic. It's one that obviously I'm very close to at NoiseAware. Yeah. And it's it's vital for our our whole ecosystem of short-term rentals. Well, uh, a good way to segue into it is, you know, to to shout out our NFT sponsor of uh, of the week because we've had 13 of them total. And uh, I'm going to just move away from this part of the chat to to our NFT sponsor of Enzo Connect. Uh, we got to give a big shout out to you guys who purchased 10 of our uh, amazing NFTs. So 10 weeks of getting showcased on GMH. And uh, yeah. I'm excited. Well, we have new ones. We have still a few available for listeners. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's tons. We more. do have. Yeah. Okay, tell them how can they buy one. They can go to OpenSea.io. I think is what is the address. I'll I'll put the link in the comments and all the descriptions and cool. you know the, the usual. Um, so uh, on another note, people wouldn't be investing 627 million dollars last week into the sector if the sector wasn't very strong. So yeah. to to jump into the topic. Well, I was oh, you say- made this calculation. That's so cool. You just prepared before. This is the biggest, the, the best preparation you ever did, Michael. I, I'm good with money, with, with dollar signs. <laughs> I, I can keep track of those pretty well. Okay. Um, yeah, ask me anything else about math. I'm terrible at it. But if it has dollar signs associated with it, I, I've got it. Um, but we've got record uh, travel expectations this year coming from Expedia. We saw Airbnb, Marriott, uh, Hilton all beat earnings uh, this this past quarter, Q4. So the the future is bright. There were a couple who missed. Hyatt missed. Um, booking announces this week based on layoffs that happened a couple of weeks ago. My guess is they're going to miss, but I have no idea. This is not investment advice. Asterisks do not. <laughs> To uh, take everything we say with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, travel broadly, you know, the category leaders are are hitting and, and exceeding estimates. So it's great to see, um, at least on the, the lodging side. 
I haven't looked at flights, but I'd guess they're yeah. probably still a little behind. Well, you, you did reasoning, Mike, when they were expensive. I remember you said. We looked well, at cost, <laughs> not a I did see No, but it's true. I think indeed what you see this payment, well, and I think in every vertical, right, David's vacation rental hotels, it's booming. People get, everybody you're speaking to is like, they, they see again, they see the, the light, right? It's like, okay, let's start booking again. Just planning my holidays, plan for the summer, plan for, uh, plan for autumn. So people are at the end, everything is restarting. And you see this one, also those messages are shared in social media. Of course, the whole industry is like, okay, it's coming back, right? So it also gives you a lot of, uh, confidence actually when you see those numbers or you see those people speaking let, let's travel again so it's just a just an effect not what you see in, in the whole industry for sure and Delta, say, Delta did beat earnings so we're uh we're off to a great start well and then last week we saw Alaska Airlines create their subscription uh flight pass I did sign up for it but then I read the fine print and unsigned up I unsubscribed because it's only for a few cities on the West coast that I don't visit often at all. And I had no real reason to go. So once they expand the flight pass and the subscription destinations, I will sign up again, but pretty cool. Well, uh, I thought Ross, you would be a fan, you know, cause it was one of the predictions is that some airlines would go into subscription. So if you just listen to that, glad, glad it was one of my, my favorite airlines. So, you know, what do we do? Five or six subscript uh, predictions. And we've already hit a couple of them and it's only February. Yeah, two or three predictions already been been picked. So, well, more airlines will follow, but still, the the, the prediction I did Airbnb is it Airbnb into subscription. Let's let's see if this one uh, will take I place. I still you, think so. That's the one I predicted. That, Brian Chesky, Brian Chesky publicly did say on a stage in a conference in that podcast I was listening to, uh, subscriptions was not a area that they were looking at growing. They were looking at more of like a membership. Um, but like a loyalty rewards program, but uh, you never know. That could always just turn into a subscription. Cause someone did ask that was a, one of the live Q and A's was, are you going to do it? It wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. It was right, a right. it wasn't me. one of your no. staff. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. So <laughs> it was good though. It was a good conversation. I, I'm not a big like loyalist when it comes to, you know, Brian Chesky speaking, but this podcast was very interesting in the sense of, the, the types of conversations they were having in regards to, of course, you know, legitimacy inside of short-term rentals and, and kind of the whole, you know, Airbnb, do, you know, hitting its numbers and, and, and really reaching record high. So anyways, it was good. It was a good podcast. Well, there's a lot of discussions. I also read the was, I think the earnings call of, of TripAdvisor, I think Fiat or there might plan to go uh, to separate and, and go IPO and split it actually. So. I won't be surprised if they do. Um, and you see, if you see all the numbers, for example, also in the tourist activities, I saw they must have get, get your guide. They had a huge uh, growth, actually. I think they reached in the first six weeks of this year, they had the same numbers as uh, this whole 2019. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think if, <laughs> if I'm correct, it was something something like this, which is impressive, right? So let's let's see what people indeed see the, the, the confidence again to start traveling again, which is amazing. So. I can't wait as well by myself, even though I just came back a few weeks ago. Yeah, it'll be interesting to balance the the inflated prices of everything with people's want to get back out and traveling again. I mean, we we talked about that in depth the other day, but it's uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I would guess some conferences are probably smaller than 
the organizers hope again this year as a result? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. I don't know. Hopefully not the book direct show in Miami hosted by Will Flickers and Damian Sheridan. Uh, it's going to be a great event. We'll, we'll do a live show from there, but aside from that, book tickets, well, what can you always book tickets? What Not yet. Know? Almost. Not we're yet. almost, we're almost live, but we are actually, so great transition. Um, we're actually going to give away two free tickets to any of our GMH listeners on the podcast. So, uh, the best way to claim your ticket or submit yourself to be in the pool of claiming tickets, uh, is to comment on the show. And so that could be in multiple ways and I'll be paying attention to all of it, but if you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, you can comment that you want to be in the book direct pool. And then you can also email me will with one L at slicktalkmedia.com And we'll make, we'll uh, you know, part of the, the book direct spreadsheet of people that we're keeping track of in order to send out some free tickets. So we'll be doing a few more. Uh, we'll probably spice it up. Well, this week you just, you know, comment, submit that you want to be a part of the ticket giveaway. And then probably a couple of weeks away, we'll we'll have a fun game to play or something like that. Um, Which maybe days we'll, is it? Which days of the week? Um, it's October 18th and 19th of this year. So it'll be a Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe. Why not a Monday? Because then we could do the whole GMH in person. So. We could well, do a live pre-recorded one. Yeah, I was going to say we'll, we'll do a That's pre-recorded one. We have to do we have to make it special because yeah. it's a, if I get a free uh, ticket, then I know it's come. Yes, you're, you're part of the HFM uh, team. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so you get you get included. Um, but I was gonna say, dang it, you guys uh, distracted me because uh, I wasn't expecting to go that way. Uh, I I do want to ask a question on what do you guys think of Salesforce's move to get rid of corporate office and to buy that retreat ranch for their employees? It's a pretty. I don't, big... I don't think they're getting rid of the corporate office. They have like one of the most iconic offices in San Francisco. Yep. So. Yeah, it's. I think it's in lieu of building a second office. They've got a, a 900-acre retreat or something crazy. Uh, okay. It actually used to be a college, I think, a small college. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think having a corporate retreat location, that's one way to uh, spend money and it be tax deductible. Uh, so that's that's one angle of it. But it's cool to be able to send all your new employees to somewhere fun and have training at the same time. Now, if they use it as like staff vacations, it's a little weird. Like when I'm on vacation, I don't really want to be around work people. Well, this should be taxable as well, I, might, I guess. So, right? You can't just say give your employees a holiday in your own place. I don't know. Maybe well, yeah, I mean, that's, that could be a super interesting benefit, right? If you own four or five different resorts across the country and your staff, if you're big enough, and Salesforce certainly is, and your staff can fill up the, the rooms for vacations, then they literally can get free places to stay on vacation. That would be one heck of a perk. And uh, I think people would line up applying it at those companies. Well, uh, as I said, the article says it was, a, it was an old Christian uh, college, so it had... It was a Christian university. Um, and then it also has a plus 140 rooms at 75 acres. Um, and it's, it's intentional for getaways, retreats, and of course, educational purposes. But 
um, more or less like it is kind of like an unplug uh, for the Salesforce team, which they have like 70,000 employees, which is crazy. Um, and we do have one comment slash question. We got Jennifer tuning in once again, our weekly consistent viewer, which I love it. Uh, predictions on increase slash decrease on drive to destinations this year with increase in international travel. So um, if I understand the question correctly, I'm just going to say, I think drive to destinations is still going to be a consistent uh, prediction. It's going to be something that's not going to go away for a while. Um, but I do think increase in international travel will push and we'll see those numbers bump up and they'll kind of balance each other out a little bit. Well, my well, place, I can do the same, right? I can drive to different places within two hours from a different country. So even less. So I think in here you will see indeed more international drive to destinations, which is pretty common in here already. But I think if, normally actually, I would just take a quick flight. I still try to avoid them. And I think it will stay for, for a while. Only when you just have to cross the ocean. Yeah. yeah, my my guess is that we we saw records last year of of drive to markets. I'm not sure we're going to exceed last year, but I don't think there's going to be any drop off. Uh, so I think it'll hold steady. International, uh, it's a tough one because the prices are literally like twice as expensive as they they were this time last year. Uh, regulations are still depending on the country can be challenging. Yeah. So I would, I'd say there might be a, a very slight increase on that, but nothing substantial yet. Maybe by the second half of this year, we'll see a lot more international travel, but I don't think we'll see a whole lot for the first half. Well, do you think we'll see a lot coming into the U.S., but not a lot going out of the U.S.? Or what are your... Uh, I, Ross can probably speak better to that. Europeans coming to America... Well, they travel anyway, so you, you can see um, in, in the U.S. you can see do everything, right? You can go from there, you can fly to the other side of the country, you can if you want to go for summer when you're living on the other side, you can do. If you want to go to the California, you want to catch some sun now, you can do, right? So, or you want to go to the uh, to Florida. So, I think if you look at the Europeans, you just have, if we're staying in here, there's not much sun in Europe, right? If we just really want to see some sun, you have to just, you have to take a flight for sure in a different country. So. Um, I will say that the Europeans, I think still, I would say till summer, the majority will stay here. I think they're the folks and still kind of just stay close to, to home or a few hours drive. We see camper vans, for example, uh, campings and do extremely well. It was that they had record years. Yeah. I think it will still stay uh, for the coming years because people just bought one, right? There's the record sale. So I guess in the coming years, they will use it. I think it will take some time before the international flights will come back as before. So travel, will, I think, remain or actually this year are probably booming. I think travel uh, to flights will be a bit less. And I think also crossing the ocean for some people is still a bit okay. Don't know the regulations and everything. It's still insurances, medical stuff. It's always different because people in Europe, they have a European insurance. If you're looking at healthcare, the majority. Um, so in that case, I think they will stay more still in, in Europe than, than before. Very interesting. Yeah, and not to quote, or go back to that podcast with Brian Chesky, but it was a very interesting conversation. And he kind of talked about like tr business travel is dead in the way we knew it in the sense of like, it's no longer like, I'm pretty sure Michael Golden, you, you kind of experienced this is like, it's no longer required to have to fly somewhere in, in order to make a deal happen. You can make the deal happen virtually, but the relationship part will never go away. So it's always about building that relationship. 
but 34 times more likely to get a yes in person than over email. Yes. But it's not going to say like, you're not going to fly every week to go make every deal happen. Are you? That's the thing. It's like, it's more or less likely going to become something that we have to do in order to really close. Um, but it's always going to be that relationship part, which you said uh, is more likely to make it happen. But in the sense, keeping that relationship alive or after the deal is done, you know, or before the deal is you know, whatever. I don't know. I just thought that was pretty interesting because in the sense of a lot of corporate travelers, they, you know, they're all about their points, their loyalty. We all know this, like I'm a loyalty Marriott person. So if I were to travel, it'd be constantly in the Marriott hotel, um, Alaska airline flight, Delta, whatever. But I just don't, I don't know. Be interesting to see uh, if it comes back to the full swing. Well, I'm excited to get into what's whose brand is it anyway, because we haven't done this in a while. Yes. Okay. Since that we're you know, at the end of the episode and Michael doesn't want to keep talking about business travel, <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and do whose because brand. There's none. So we have to. Here we go. All right. You guys ready? Hilton. Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is IAG. This is this is an easy one. This is IAG. So the, the, I, I'm gonna. Ross seems rather confident, so I'm gonna say IHG also. He is correct. In continental. Well, this is so easy because I signed we IAG. We signed a contract with them, and actually, their group name actually on the contract is Six Senses. Actually, so I think it's it even the name of their of the holding company. So it was an oh, easy that's one. Weird. Yeah. That's weird. Interesting. Well. It was a brand right. that I haven't recognized, and I was like, oh, that would be kind of fun. i got two in a row then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, in order to conclude this episode, I just want to say one thing, and that is... Do we have any sponsors to cover? We do, yeah. And we've been placing them in the audio ad, but uh, do a big shout out to Operto Technologies out in Canada. Steve Davis, we know you're watching, so go ahead and uh, tip your hat down to that. Uh, we love working with you guys, and if you don't know who Aperto is, they're a awesome and amazing access control platform for vacation rental and even hotel uh, managers. So just know that you can use Aperto to power your buildings and get all of the cool access that your guests need, plus an amazing addition to guidebooks and operations. So yeah, they, they really can power the whole back end. So well done, Operto. I was just going into that. And they're an amazing new uh, guest, their guest <laughs> experience app, which is awesome. Um, and then, of course, Jetstream uh, Tech Solutions. We want to give you guys a big shout out as well. If you don't know who Jetstream is, go to jetstreamtech.io in order to figure out more and use the code SLICKTALK to get 50% off. Uh, they're going to come up with a GMH one. but It should be loud because it's an amazing discount. It's an amazing discount, but you know, again, all the listeners know show notes. It's uh, all okay. oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, it was a great week and uh, we'll see you guys all again very soon.
smart locks, smart thermostats, automation, and a solution for any hotel and vacation rental company. Our show partners at Operto are the leading solution for operators to enhance their operations by integrating with your property management software and making sure that all your smart devices create a contactless guest experience while streamlining your operations. So don't forget to check them out on their website, send me a message, or just let them know that we'll send you and you are in good hands. So get ready to enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and check out operto.com or go to the podcast website and see our partners page.